Welcome back to For One NBA Finals Instant Reactions Game 2 is in the books. I'm Drew. I'm here with my co-host, Tori. Tori, what is going on? I know you're never nervous, but... Suns are uh, finding certain things to do in each of these games that put them over the top, and uh, that's that's about the long and short of it. Well, un- unlike the Bucks, we're going to... Well, I shouldn't say that. The Bucks made some adjustments. We're going to make an adjustment here, and we're going to actually do do this thing right and uh, start ourselves off here with the two-brew salute. Or for some of us, if this is our second podcast of the night, our third brew salute. Yeah. All right. Assume three, two, one... What do you got going on? Uh, I'm drinking a beer from Hoof Hearted Brewing. Okay. Uh, is, that, is that PA local? Uh, no, it's uh, out of Connecticut, actually. Oh, I never heard uh, of that. I, I want to dedicate this one to uh, Giannis Anacupo because this one's called All My Friends Are Dead. It's uh, <laughs> pretty fitting for him. I mean, that's uh, pretty much how he looked like out there tonight. Oh, that is so 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 precious. Oh man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this West Coast wave since I'm all in on uh, on the sun. So I'm uh, I'm rocking an El Segundo uh, broken skull here. Yeah, that's pretty standard for you, but I get. Yeah, it. I only, there's only so many like West Coast beers that I have in my fridge at this <laughs> point that I can actually like drink. But it's uh, it's it's either El it's either El Segundo or it's uh what do you call it? Lagunitas. So I got, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. down on my options, but, uh, all right, man. So the Suns win game two, 118 to one Oh eight. Uh, you know, the biggest, obviously coach, coach, uh, Bud Budenhoser listened to the podcast, uh, the other day because yep. the bucks, they, they came out two things that changed instantly for the bucks one they actually played like they gave a shit for the first half and actually had some energy you know they were first they, quarter first quarter first quarter fair enough first quarter um loose balls attacking the rim attacking the basket and immediately they gave up on the switch everything crap and brooke lopez was just kind of sagging back around the foul line on all the high pick and rolls uh and they 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 jumped out to a twenty one to twelve lead. If I was seeing the score correctly from my uh, yeah. the be- the bench in my shower, it looked like yep. they were doing a a solid little job there. And then the wave just hit, man. The Suns the the Suns just kept knocking down three after three. I think they had eight threes in the first quarter, which was eight pretty threes, crazy. Yeah, yeah they Bridges. Said, uh, they said it was one off the record. I think the record was nine by the two thousand seventeen Warriors. Uh, I was gonna say, I was like, it might have been Ray. I wonder if that was Ray Allen for the Celtics back in two thousand, uh, two thousand ten against think the he Lakers. May have had a personal. No, yeah, he had. A, he had. He, he was a personal record for the game. Yeah, but, but I, think I think Clay Thompson eight. may have uh, may have beaten that since. But uh, he may. Yeah, good call. Um, yeah, and it was mainly Bridges and Crowder who couldn't buy a fucking basket the other night. Uh, they were just knocking down corner three after corner three. Cammy Johnson was knocking down uh, a couple, a couple as well. So um, I think it only uh, only ended up being like a three point Bucks lead at the end of the first. And they they thoroughly dominated. Like I, they, you you said it the other day, you thought the Suns should have been up like eight or twelve at one point. Like the Bucks probably should have been up by 12, 12 to fourteen points at the end of that first quarter. Yeah. Um, uh, my my thoughts on the first quarter. I uh, so are you done with the first quarter yet? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, you got you're gonna you're gonna talk about what I was gonna talk about anyway. So you hit the head on it. Yeah. Uh, so they started the first quarter. The Bucks started just going directly to the paint. Like everyone was going right to the rim, and that's how they built their lead. And uh, Boudin, you know, they had everything going their way. They, it was like fourteen and nine, you know. And Boudin, Boudin holds it, calls a timeout. Okay. And when they started to make their like first cur- first quarter substitutions. Uh, that's whenever the Bucks started to chuck up threes, just, you know, kind of went away from going directly. Yeah, right. Them. It's, uh, and makes it makes no sense. Like, ah, come on. So would you stop that? Just like you're, you're dominating, you're pounding them inside. Just keep, keep going to the hole. And they didn't. And that, that, uh, opened the door for the Suns to make a little bit of movement at the end of the first quarter. And that continued through the second. Yeah, I it just and I don't think the Sun, like the Suns didn't really do it. Like, at least unless I just wasn't watching it closely enough. I, it's not like the Suns did anything that would have prevented the Bucks from just continuing to pound them inside. Like it just, oh, that was funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it just it just didn't. I didn't get it. Um, yeah, it was almost like okay, cool. Well, we got Brent Forbes in the game. Let's let's just just shoot some threes. Let's try to get him going. Uh, you know, Holiday was. Was, you know, at least came out to be aggressive. He was attacking the basket, making shots around the rim, and that was another thing they did in the first quarter. You, you know, you you brought it up on the last pod. You know, the the Bucks probably missed like twelve layups in game one. Uh, they were they were hitting those in the first quarter, like all those little yeah. bunnies around yep. the rim. They were knocking them down. Again, Holiday Holiday was aggressive. He had a, a decent first quarter. Uh, and then just started to kind of plummet offensively <laughs> as as the game went on, uh. but um. You know, second quarter again. That's what it was. I think the the Bucks just they got away from what was working for them in the first quarter. The Suns kept doing what they do. Uh, Paul wasn't very good in the first half. He hasn't. He's got. He hasn't had very good first quarters. But he, you know, quarters two through four, he's gotten a lot better. I I don't think he. I don't think he he was kind of sloppy with the ball. I think he had six turnovers for the game. But yeah, he just yeah, he was sloppy. It. Yeah, he was sloppy. <sighs> they, I don't I don't think they even had a free throw in the first. Uh, in the first half, Phoenix. They didn't call it. They, they, they let him play. They, they had really, one right at the end of the first half. Deion, yeah. DeAndre and got an and one. Yeah, they really let them play. The first foul of the game wasn't called until there was like two minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, and then the Bucks. What do you know? What the halftime? The halftime score was. I think I Phoenix. Believe, I believe it was fifty-six to forty-five. Yes, yeah, so they were up eleven. So the Bucks thoroughly outplay them in the first quarter, and somehow the Suns end up being up eleven uh, at halftime. A book, just more weird Booker half court shots <laughs> to end the quarters, which is yeah, uh, right? great. Um, yeah, it was weird. Like, and I'm sitting there at halftime, just like I'm looking at the uh, the box score, and I'm like, "What am I missing?" And like, dude, you know, Chris Middleton and and Drew Holiday combined have less points than Mikel Bridges. Like that, that just can't happen. Um, and you know, people like, I, I don't understand. And I want to talk about, I don't know if you saw this Danny Green thing later before we end the final talk. I want to talk about that with you, but like, we're not at, we're not like, I get Drew Holiday's a good guy. Like, all we're doing is asking Drew Holiday not to be Eric Bledsoe. Like, is that, we're not asking a ton. <laughs> like, you're not asking a ton. Yeah. And like, you're just asking Middleton to just kind of like with Tobias Harris, like he's got to show up every game. Like if those three guys, like, if the, like those three guys have to play well every game and like 
to, to for for people like the basketball, you know, the serious radio guys, like these stupid shows, the ex players, to act like that's like asking a lot. Like I just don't get. It. Like that's why you're stars. Like that's why you're not. You know, that's yeah. why you're not the mid level exception guys. That's not why. That's why you're not Jay Crowder and Cam. Like 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 those guys are the guys where you just need you need them to show up and play well, like two or three games. Yeah. Like they're your swing. They're your swing games. Like your stars, man. You got to show up they every night. There. You got to show up and be ready every night. And I mean, I don't want to, you know, skip the whole game, but man, like it's, it's, it's brutal. Like you have, you have Chris Middleton tonight, man, five of 16, 11 points. I knew he was great. I thought he was the best player for the Bucks the other night. Like you just can't come back out here. You can't come back out here today and be terrible. Like you just can't. Ugh. You know, you always say that uh, if Chris Middleton's your second best player, you, you're not going to win at all. You know, and I feel like that's like an, an overarching theme. But if he's your second best, if he's their second best player on a game to game basis, I think they like if he was their second best player tonight, they win the game. But he wasn't. He was probably about their fourth or fifth best player tonight. And <sighs> you know, it's just so frustrating. Yeah, man. I just and I'm trying not to be totally negative about Middleton because you know he 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 has played well in big spots in the Eastern conference, but man, they're just, uh, I'm telling you, it's like this, they, they caught so many breaks to get to the finals. They play dumb. Those guys just, I, I don't know. I, they, they got to figure it out. Um, again, even how, I mean, holiday, I thought holiday again, and, I, and I'll give him his pride. He was tremendous defensively, which he was not, I did not think he was very good defensively in game one. I'll agree I thought he, there for sure. I thought he, I thought he was very good defensively tonight, but again, like, they they need him to score too. Like you just, it's not you know he, he's not there to be a one way player. And yeah, he ended up with seventeen points, but he was seven to twenty one shooting. And you know, I think at one point in the game he was like four of seventeen. So like that's not that's not great. Like he's got to find a way to make some shots here. You got to make more than one out of three shots. If, I mean, if if, if, if Giannis finals, you're not going to get get it done doing that. Yeah, and if I mean if Giannis is going to put up forty two on on a bad leg, forty two and twelve, and I mean he got eight, he had eighteen free throws. I think you guys got to do better for him, man. Like you have to. Um, the bench, you know, I think I think they I think they had more bench points. Did they had? So Phoenix had sixteen bench points, and the Bucks had six twenty three. So to your point, the Bucks outscored them in the paint, outscored them. On fast break points, outscored them on second chance points, outscored them at bench points, and they still lost the game. And like outscored the, them on points off tur- turnovers. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. It, the listen, the Suns, the Suns shot that they, they were free throws than them too. Yeah, the yeah, the Suns only shot about four. I think it was like four free throws. They they shot the the Bucks extended the last thirty five seconds of the game a ton. Um, I think I think Phoenix shot like eight or nine free throws in the last minute. Uh, they only had fourteen for the game, so they only had like four or five in the last few in the you know in the first forty five minutes of the basketball game. And you lose that game, like they were beatable, man. Like they shot twenty of forty from three, which is awesome. But man, they like with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. No, no, not even four minutes. I think it was four minutes left in the fourth quarter. They get it down to six, and then they just have stupid possessions. Oh, yeah. And then the the and I mean the the key play. I think it was like three thirty left in the fourth. 
Phoenix Phoenix gets like four shot attempts on one possession. Like you 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 have the size. I get Eaton's out there, but like you ha- you are the bigger, more aggressive team. Like defensively, you got to get a rebound. I talked about this the last pod. Like, can somebody teach guys how to rebound now and stop this like stupid rebounding in space bullshit? Yeah. Because what you know, Aiton gets a re- Aiton on the fourth attempt, he gets a rebound. Chris Paul's wide open in the short corner and hits a three that pushes the game back to nine, and that was basically that was it. I don't think the Bucks got it. I don't think they got it down any lower than that after um, after he makes that I shot. I think and that's, it was maybe eight, but that, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that's it. Like, if you you get that, man, you got like you have to come up with those rebounds. And like, Aiton just put doesn't even jump. He just puts his arms up and and takes a board away. It might have been Giannis. Like, dude, get your ass into him and freaking like box him out. Like, don't just stand there and think you're gonna out jump somebody. Like the, uh, it's so yeah, like, I, in the so frustrating. series, I had called Aiton out for not getting to those fifty fifty balls. But as the yeah. playoffs have gone on, he's definitely went and gotten them. And to, you know, obviously, a game one, he had 19 rebounds. Uh, I think he managed to get to double digits today, even though he started off slow. Yeah, uh, dude, but, ten. But enough, you know. He, you know, he's been get and Phoenix as a whole was getting to the loose balls all game. You said, aside from the first quarter, like you said, to start the first quarter, the Bucks were, you know, a little bit more active, you know, getting some deflections and getting to those loose balls. But after that, the Suns got to every loose ball. Yeah, uh, yeah, Aiton and I, and that's another thing for the Bucks. That's just like you know, could look back at this game as a reason if they don't win the finals. Aiton only had ten points tonight, four ten shooting. Well, my magic number for him was uh, what do you call it? If he's if he's getting tw- you know twenty twenty points. Yeah, I said if the, if he's if he scored if he's scoring twenty points on seventy percent shooting, you're losing every game. So like you need to keep him at that fourteen and a half range, and you do that and you lose. It, like it's it's just mind blowing. And Booker, like, listen, Booker played really well tonight. He actually had one of his better shooting games, seven to twelve from three, which was insane. Uh, twelve to twenty five overall. He was Six hitting some si- tough threes as well. He was yeah, he tough, yeah, tough he ones. he hits yeah, he, and yeah, and timely because like the Bucks would yeah. the Bucks would get it down to like seven or eight, and then he'd hit it and and kick it back up to like eleven. So yeah, he was really good. I I, I didn't think Paul, like Paul shot well. Like he was ten of twenty, three of five from the three point line. He just did like he he wasn't he wasn't to me as effective as game one. And again, and he played he still played a really good game. It's just another point that that this was such a winnable game for the Bucks and they and they couldn't get it. And it's just like uh it's just so yeah, frustrating because if, if you're going to get the if you're going to hoist the Larry O'Brien, you you got to take games like that. Yeah, and that's you know right what, there for yeah. the taking and you and you just get in your own way and you know, shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. I I don't even know what else what else to say. And yeah, listen, like Giannis and Giannis was good, and I was just arguing with my buddy, who's a big, uh, he's a big Giannis fan. He's a Greek, he's he's Greek, so they they got the Greek <laughs> connection going on. Uh, he's also a huge LeBron knobber, so I get you can only imagine the amount of fights I get in with this with this guy. I love him, but it's just he's he he gets off sometimes. I was just trying to tell, him, I was like, listen, like those three guys need to be like we're gonna those three guys, need, you know, the Holiday and Middleton need to actually play better, like. Giannis, I don't think Giannis could be playing any better individually. Those two guys can be doing a lot of things different to be better and help this team win. But all three of them need to figure out here in the next, you know, two days 
what what can we do to just maximize our strengths and play off each other? We talked about it on um, Tuesday's pod. Like, do more backdoor cut. Like, do more stuff with Giannis off the ball so that you're, you know, it's not just, a, all right, my turn, your turn, your turn, my turn, his turn, your turn, his turn, my turn. Like, it, that's so easy to defend. Yeah, and I don't 100%. And Phoenix isn't a like, to me. Phoenix isn't like this like ferocious defensive team. They play smart team defense. They have some really good individual defenders, and they got eight in the guards the paint. But to me, like that whole team, it's not like you know. I don't. I don't know if they were top five in defense. I don't know. That's. I should probably know that. But um, like nobody there would intimidate me if I'm the Bucks, and that's what they need to figure out what to do so that like holiday can have the ball, but it's not like, okay, you know, Drew's going to just dribble it down either post up or try to get to the layup. And Giannis isn't involved in this play. And that's on, to me, that's on all three of them. And I always kind of put that on the best player. It might've been, I don't know, on one of the, the bad boys, 30 for thirties. I don't know if you saw that one. Um, one of the rare times Isaiah Thomas was actually glorified a little bit. Um, they were talking about the Bull series in, I guess it was 89 or maybe 90 when they were down 2-1 after Jordan makes that game winner and everyone's feeling Chicago and like in this story and whether or not this is a real story or not, but Isaiah told it, he said he was just kind of sitting, he was outside, you know, until like two in the morning after the game and like trying to figure out what to do and like calls Joe Dumars and he's like, dude, what like, what can we do to stop this guy? Like, we have to stop this guy. And, like, the best one, like, it's up to your, to me, it's always up to your best player to figure out what needs to be done to win. And that, that always, and that always just stuck with me, like, that story. I'm like, yeah, like, that's, that's what happened. Like, Isaiah Thomas and Joe, like, forget the coaches, all this stuff. Like, the, like, the two, the best players are saying, okay, like, like, what do we need to do? And to me, that's, like, what Giannis, need, Giannis needs to do. And listen, he's leading them on the bench, yelling, screaming at him. I, I love all that stuff. But he's got to sit there and figure figure out how the three of them can play together the next four. Because i got to win four out of five now. What can they do to maximize what all three of them do best? And, I mean, they've had they've had the season. Like, I know Holiday's new to the team. But this Middleton-Giannis thing, they've been together for a long time now. Like, they... That should already have been figured out, and to me, a lot of that's on Budenhoser. But like those guys, just need to they need to come to grips because the other role guys do what they do. Connington, you may be able to play. Connington's played really well in this postseason. You know, he's going to hit his shots, and when he's got the opportunities to to get to the rim, he will. Brooke does what he does. Portis does what he does, and Tucker does what he does. Well, Portis only played four minutes tonight. I was surprised that he didn't get more burn. He only played four minutes, and is that right? Yeah, yeah. And with the way that. You know, Middleton was playing, and uh, P.J. Tucker, who's afraid to shoot the ball, uh, and that's a whole other rant I'll get to later. But Portis only, like, that's a guy who gets you buckets. Like, he should have been in the game more. He only played four I, Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh, good call. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah, uh, what, what, what else do you have? Well, go ahead and get a, well, go on your P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is that. You know, it makes it so much harder to win a finals when you have a guy on the court who's just a a complete non-factor offensively. There is nothing he could provide to an offense. Like, you know, even like like you look around the Suns, every one of those guys will at least shoot a three, you know, whether it's Crowder, Cam Johnson, you know. Then you got guys like Cameron Payne will come in and you make some plays. Uh, who else have we got? Uh, 
Bridges. That's who I was trying to think of. Mikael, yeah, yeah, had a hell of a game tonight. Yeah, that guy. Uh, just other other guys that are not their big three. None of those guys are afraid to shoot the basketball. They all have skill and are able to score. Like when you have a guy out there who plays thirty four minutes, and you have thirty four minutes of a non shooter and a non scoring threat, that makes things so much harder for your offense. Well, he's and he's there to to be knocking down corner threes. Like that's what yeah, that's what yeah, the, like, that's that's like, what he's supposed to be there for. But he can't. Is the problem. He can't, and he knows he can't, and the other team knows he can't, and that makes it so much harder for. All yeah, he the only other shot. Guys. He only shot one, one three. He was one for one tonight. Shot one three, three or five uh, from field. He was in there banging. Now I'm with you. I mean, I. Uh, I don't. I just. I don't know. And one um, thing I think I, Milwaukee could do offensively is try and push the pace a little bit, to you know. They a lot of times they go slow over half court and let the other team set their defense and I think they benefit a lot more from pushing the pace where Giannis could come downhill and some of the other guys could come downhill and get to the rim like they did so much in the first quarter. Yeah, they got to re- you got to rebound the basketball to do that. And like we talked about, I think the Bucks, you know, the Bucks owned the boards in the first half and then I thought the Suns just completely dominated on the on the I don't have the stats for that, but that's at least what it seemed I, like I watching. Don't know what it, yeah, I don't know what the splits are because looking at the stats, the Bucks, you know, won the rebounding battle for the entire game, but like if you split it into two halves, it, it seemed like the Suns definitely, whenever it was winning time, controlled the bo- controlled the boards. Yeah. Um other sons is Sarge. Sarge torn ACL, so he's done for the series. We weren't sure how how serious that was going to be. So, you know, they lose. I, I mean, I know we were joking when they they posted the story. Huge blow to the Suns. Crushing so, blow. <laughs> yeah, that's what it said. But uh, and I do like. So I, I do think in this Sarge is one of those guys where they've gone series to series. Like he he was unplayable for them in the Lakers series, um, but he you know. He played played well in uh, in both more more in the Denver series, but also with the Clippers. He's been able to be on the court more with some of that personnel. So and and the down the, the one downside to that is with him gone, you get, you might have to play Frank Kaminsky more. But no, I mean they only played him one minute tonight, so I guess uh, yeah, they, they they've been going smaller as opposed to trying to play uh, a, a taller. Uh, yeah, they went. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they really didn't stretch out that rotation. Even even Torrey Craig only got uh, eight minutes of burn tonight. Two threes though. Knocked down two shots. Yeah, oh. he, he made an impact before his injury. <laughs> yeah. Man, Mikel was great. Um, defensively, a lot of Paul deflections. 27 points tonight. A lot of that was – I think he got eight free throws in the last 35 seconds because the Suns kept fouling or the Bucks kept fouling. Uh, I mean, all, all tomorrow I'll have to see Sixers Twitter again with these ignorant fans who don't understand why he got traded. But <laughs> we'll have to see. I'll have to go through that tomorrow. Now I'll never get any work done. But he was. I mean, he was. But he was. I mean, he was great. I mean, he knocked down some really big shots for them and played. Uh, played with a lot of confidence. So, which is you know, it's that's what's really impressive about the Suns. Listen. You know, we can go on about you know they really lucked out with the injury. I mean, I guess, I guess I didn't even think about it. I mean, they 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 play, every every team they played ended up missing was missing their second best player, but I mean that happens. Uh, but I mean they 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 haven't really played many bad games. I think maybe two games they've played that were bad, if even that. Um, and these guys, like, this is everyone. This is like pretty much everybody's first playoff experience. And dude, they're like they're not afraid of the moment. I. And no. if that's Paul, if that's Chris Paul, like his influence on them, dude, 
kudos to Chris Paul. I know, yeah, nobody. Maybe he should have garnered more MVP votes. Possibly, possibly. I mean, hey, you don't you don't have to tell me that Jokic wasn't the MVP. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I I said I would never say anything bad for him after he uh, he took a stand against the the refs and almost broke uh, campaign's <laughs> nose. So I, I I'm sorry, Jokic. I take that back. You definitely were the MVP. Uh, but maybe you should have. But like I said, like these guys. I mean, Bridge. Like nobody seems. None of these young guys just seem afraid of the moment and uh and you know it, the funny part about that is it kind of seemed like that was the buck strategy early on because in the first quarter they were collapsing to the sun stars on like all their pick and rolls and, like, they were for- yeah forcing the ball out of their hands but you know they would force it to mikhail bridges and he hit a three and crowder would hit a three cam johnson would hit a three and the campaign hits i think he may have hit one but all those other guys just tory craig like you said all these other guys are just stepping into shots and hitting them. So then, you know, it, it, that is where the the Bucks defense uh, kind of struggled because now you have to close to these shooters a little harder, and that helped yeah. uh, Booker get going. And how how they defended in that first quarter? That's kind of old. I think that's kind of been their staple defensively. Where we talked about it in the preview, you know, they're. They 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 they'll give up the three. They just don't want to. They don't want to give up easy easy twos, and they don't want to put you on the free throw line. Like that's kind of their strategy. But I mean, when a team a team gets hot like the the Suns did tonight, you know that's a game that's that's a game where you might you know you might have to switch things up. But they still should have won. Like the Bucks should have won this game tonight. So like I I get that the Suns shot people like oh they shot twenty of forty from three. It's like the Suns didn't play that well. I I if the Bucks lose. Uh, lose the series, they're gonna look back and really kick themselves for letting this one, uh, this one get get away. Yeah, I think I think you could be right about that. Um, game three, I think. Or do you have anything else on game two? Um, not much. I, my, my, I'm trying to look at my my uh, notes. It seems like we kind of covered everything. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's frustrating to watch this. People, that's why we understand yeah. why I don't like the box. Like, dude, they're just frustrating to watch. Yeah, <laughs> like they really are. It's you just watch them and you're like, no, don't make that play, and and they do it, and you and yeah. it's just like, uh, and, yeah. you know, then they start chipping back, and you're like, okay, here we go, just no more dumb plays, and then they make a couple more dumb, dumb play. plays, and the yeah. other team goes on a six zero run, and now it's twelve points again, and you know, that, that's like uh, the the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks each each of these first two games just constantly. Yeah, I I'm with you, man. Um, I do think they win Game Three. I think be I think I think being home I think will change that dynamic a little bit for them. They'll play with more confidence. I think I I don't think as much as it would be awesome for uh, for this for Suns and Four and the Suns and Four guy, which Jesus, this kid. Um, <laughs> I uh I do I do think Bucks uh, that that was my parlay bet tonight on the two beers I uh I I think the Bucks will win Game Three, and you know then then Game Four to me it's gonna be interesting we'll see we're really gonna see what the three the three quote unquote stars on the Bucks and Budenholzer are made of in that Game Four so uh, what do you what are you thinking for Game Three I definitely agree uh, you know I think the home cooking. Um, will help the uh, the others of the Bucks. You know, now that they've seen a couple finals games, and now they get to come home to familiar environment. You know, get the cheers, get them, get their adrenaline going. 
they get the extra because it's Sunday, so they get the extra, extra day, day to kind of yep. re kind of recollect themselves. Um, another day, extra day for Giannis. Although I mean, I mean, Giannis look didn't look limited at all tonight. No, he, so. he was he was grabbing his leg often, but uh, I thought that was I thought a lot. I thought a little bit of that was uh, playing to the refs when he was getting you know getting fouled, trying to look for a little bit more. But maybe that's maybe that's just you know me being an, I mean, an, insensi- an insensitive prick. Because there are a couple of plays where I thought he flopped, and I'm like, and he's holding his knee. I'm just like, all right, dude, like, get, get up, be honest. Uh, but again, he played great. I don't want to disparage him. Uh, but yeah, I, and I could see like the uh, the others <coughs> of the Suns taking a step back, being on the road for the first game. Yeah, but, like uh, yeah, like Cam you said, the, those guys, the game maybe. four is where things are gonna get really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, well, I, I, as much as I, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I like this Suns team. I don't dislike like all the Bucks guys seem like nice guys. Like you know, I, you know, I'll, it'll it'll be disappointing if uh, if they don't they they don't win this. Um, but I yeah, I'm not gonna cry over uh, over anything for those dudes. But I do. I always kind of like those situations where you really get to see what a team's made of. And I think this is a perfect situation where you're down two zero statistically. Two O teams win whatever eighty something percent of the time. I'm sure it is a high eighties. Uh, the road team almost always wins game three, and then you know game four, you either get yourself back in it, or you know you're pretty much your, your toes going down three one. So outside of the sixteen Cavs, but I don't think any. I don't think we have to worry about anybody getting suspended for a game. This well, maybe Crowder. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's always a wild card. Although somebody made a great. I think it was the Bill Simmons podcast. Was a. Uh, People were like, they made a comment like, "Yeah, Crowder's not really a tough guy." Remember, like when J.R. Smith backhand slapped him in the playoffs a couple of years ago, and like he didn't do anything. They were like, "Yeah, like I, I don't think he'd have the balls to get into a Bobby Portis." Like Bobby Portis literally beat the <laughs> shit out. Bobby Portis beat literally beat the shit out of his team. Of his his teammate, teammate in practice. <laughs> oh man, so that was, that was pretty funny. Um, that seems so, like so long ago. How old do you think Bobby Portis is? I know the I bet, an- you, I know the I bet you I bet you he's only like 26 or 27. 26. He's only 26. Yeah, I was going to say he's not that old cuz he was on that he that might have been what his second year in the league, maybe his third. Uh, third uh, yeah. And who who did he like, was it Nika Miritich. Oh, Miritich. Oh god. Yeah, he didn't last long. Um oh god, so many of those Bulls teams that were supposed to <laughs> Anyway, we I go on forever for that. Um two two things to catch on the on, well, one's finals related, one's not finals related. Uh, so, so we call. Are you uh, and If we talked about this in the other pod, we don't have to get into it. But what do you, what do you, what do you prefer? The two three two that they had there for a while, or the two two one one one? Uh, we did talk about it, but I I do prefer. Oh, the we two, did. Okay. The, the two two one one one. Yeah, I still like the two three two. I got I got the same buddy I got an argument with. He's like, ah, oh, it's it's an advantage for the road team. I'm like. Uh, I just like, think if if you're if you have the best record, there should never be a situation where the other team plays more home games than you. Uh, you know, eh. I don't think it's particularly an advantage, you know, for the road team. But I just don't think that should be the case where the road team ever has more home games, or the, or the lower seed ever has more home games than the higher seed. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, to me, a, a championship team wins can win on the road. So I'm just I'm always kind of like you. All but, you need to do, all you need to do is win one road game, and you're fine. 
Well, I mean, if if you have the higher seed, then all you have to do is win all your home games too. I mean, you, you could go that route, but yeah, I mean, that's that's always my thing. But that's okay. I I, I couldn't remember if we talked about it. Um, yeah, but I, but I, yeah, that was my thing. There. I just think uh, that adds a little bit more value to the regular season to have it where the higher seed always has more home games at no matter what point of the series you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um. And then the other thing that was crazy today in Philly, did you see this Danny Green stuff? I did not. Oh, D- D- Danny Green was on a podcast basically basically saying that uh, defending Ben Simmons to the backlash of the Philly fans and uh, <coughs> excuse me, basically saying how, um, you know, win or lose, the fans, you know, when things go bad, the fans can't turn, you know, can't turn against. He's like, I, I love our fans and I get it, but you know, the fans, they need to be riding with us all, all the way. Meanwhile, he also goes on to talk about how, yeah, you know, we really just didn't take the Hawks seriously. So like, I'm sitting there listening to Danny Green. I'm like, dude, you can't like, just, I don't understand this new, I guess it's just this new athlete, like like mindset. It's like, it's like, you're sitting there, you're sitting there telling that, telling us that you guys didn't take this team seriously. Like, wh- you sh- shouldn't have fans at games anymore. Then, then you know what? Like, <laughs> let's like, like let's not have fans. You're- let's not let's not have games on TV. So take away all the take away your um your cable cable contract revenue and your salaries and just play open gyms. Like, I don't understand. Like, as a fan, like, and I, obviously this is closer to home for me as a Sixers fan. But like, you were a f- you were favored to beat this team. You blew an 18-point lead and a 26-point lead. You're telling me that you didn't take them seriously. I, I, I'm investing my money and my time to, to put in your pockets. And I, people that are like, oh, it goes in the owner's pockets. It, it all goes. It all funnels to everybody that's involved. Um, and like, I'm emotionally invested in cheering for because I want you guys to win and I want to share it in that with the city and everything. And like you're gonna tell me that, uh, yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be upset when we, uh, when we underperform or when we don't take this seriously. Like what? <laughs> and like the Ben Simmons thing is just so dumb. It's like, because again, and I, I, I'm the clown because I've defend, I have defended Ben Simmons more than, and literally more than anybody I can think of that is humanly possible. Because I love that kid. I love that kid. Um, but like. He completely again. I've called him a gutless coward so much in the last month, and he really is. And it's like he's so and he's so dismissive to everybody who questions him, as if he knows better than everybody. So like he doesn't even have like a simp- like there's no there's not even like sympathy to feel for him because he's just called, he's just such an asshole to people about it. And it's like if I'm Danny Green, like all all Danny Green really really say in that instance was, listen, we get it, like. We get wait, we're frustrated. We lost. The fans are frustrated. We blew two huge leads. We lost to a team we should not have lost to. That's on us. Like we understand why they're booing. You know, Ben Ben needs to be better. He knows that. Like just try to you know, you know, be you know. We need you in our corner now. You know, like we, yeah, like, listen, we, like we need yeah. your support now more than ever. Like yeah, it's just like and it, that's not even like us and we'll come back. But next that's season, not even like, and people that shit. Yeah, and people will be like, "Oh, that's just you don't want to you want him to be real." It's like, but that is being real, like that. Like if if you're if you don't think that, like, what do you what, what I, I can't I, I then I truly just don't understand, like the, up the player's mentality. It's like, what do you expect? Like, I just don't I just don't understand. And like I listen, I understand every, there's pressures with every job. I understand it's not the same, but you guys are playing a kids game, like 
Like that's what like you're we're not you guys aren't or you know, you're not like you're not losing sleep at night trying to cure cancer or all these other things. Like you're playing a game. It's yeah, like people aren't dying like, on your watch. Yeah, like this Ben Simmons thing, it's like listen, like he he like he's not even playing for the Australian national team. Like he's like buying like mansions in LA and dicking around with like whoever it is, the Kardashians. Like, why wouldn't you go play for Australia and work on your game there? And like they'll like you could do whatever you wanted on the court. Like 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 all these guys for Team USA, like Kevin Durant's going to play for Team USA. What the hell? He doesn't need to do that. The guy just came off an Achilles surgery, and he just wants to play basketball and get better and play with these guys. And like you're not going to do that, and you're 23 years old. And like that's I just I don't know. I that that really rubbed me there. Phil, of course, Philly Twitter is just I have, Danny Green probably shouldn't resign here because <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get the <laughs> shit boot out of him. It was that's just so good. dumb. And like I get defending your teammate, but like you can defend him and not basically say, oh, the fans need to be basically insinuating the fans need to be better. Like no, that team deserved to be booed. Like they again they choked one of the worst choke jobs in Philadelphia history that series against the Hawks. Um, so I just I, I I don't know, man. I I just don't get the players. Again, if uh, this this thing that you know uh, they were showing, people have been showing videos of ever, of all the Sixers fans like cheering during the games and supporting these guys. But like it's like okay, like when you when when you when you're when you're not performing, that's when like you focus on what the fans are doing. It just it's it's so uh, it's so annoying. I'm just like like get real. Like that's not reality. All right, that's ah. that's a lot. That's a lot of time spent on a game. Sorry, uh, something on that's Danny not Green. the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, we didn't we didn't talk we didn't we didn't do the catch and shoot on the two beers tonight. I was gonna bring it up, so uh, I just wanted to talk talk about it. I, I needed to get that out, get that out of my system. The the nonsense. There you go. Good. All you. right, game three. We got Sunday at nine, so we'll be dropping a pod right after that so if you guys want to stay up late and hear what we have to say afterwards feel free if not you'll be able to catch it on monday morning but the two for one we'll be back and maybe our uh maybe our partner in crime will join us for that podcast yep we'll get his take maybe it'll be the chris middleton game and he'll be rejoining us just in time <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right tory big all kisses right. never nervous